Hi, it's Michaela, and I'll be diving into the important global issues of both sexual harassment and human sex trafficking. These are both very important and sensitive topics that I think we need to bring attention to. Um, I'll be talking about sexual harassment primarily in schools and the workplace, and for this part of the podcast, um, I'm going to be interviewing high school teacher Amy Barnett. As a teacher, Amy has gone through training over sexual harassment and has seen examples of sexual harassment in modern-day society school um, firsthand. I'll also be interviewing Hannah Jurgensen, who is a part of an organization called Better Way Designs that helps women who have been through the tragedy of being sex trafficked. A recent survey found that 81% of women have experienced the discomfort of being sexually harassed, and personally, I, for one, know many women who have been harassed. Um, So, some important questions that I think we should ask are, have we normalized sexual harassment as a society? And um, I also think it's important to bring attention to the fact that women can't walk home alone in the dark or go to the bathroom by themselves without feeling unsafe. How have we let it come to that? Okay, so it's Michaela and I'll be um, interviewing Amy. Do you wanna introduce yourself? Um, Amy Barnett teacher at Central High School and have been for several years. And I'll be interviewing her about sexual harassment in schools and the workplace. So what kind of courses did you have to go through to like become a teacher here? Um, I don't know that there's really a sexual harassment course that we had to go through, but there is, um, we have to go through just different types of training every year. Um, A compliance training is usually what we have to do. And then plus, because I work um, with students who are more um, likely to be sexually harassed, then we have to do training with the social workers and also. Do you you think that the training that you go through every year is a sufficient amount of training? Um, the compliance training, probably not, because it's just slideshows with questions, and people really don't watch the slideshow. Mm-hmm. They just answer it to get the compliance training done. The one that we receive through, um, like, how to report any kind of sexual harassment like that, um, I think that's a little more beneficial because the social worker has a lot more detail information examples, things like that. Okay, and then... Okay, so we're just gonna continue with our interview since we got interrupted. But, um, how do you think it should be changed then, since you don't think it's a sufficient amount? Um, to be more realistic um, in their efforts because people aren't going to put much effort into learning from a slideshow, but maybe do more in-person training 
I think it's just gonna help identify like the types of sexual harassment that is in the workplace or in school. Mm -hmm. So I think if you could give some sort of like role play and give examples and like show things, I think that's gonna have people more like involved and active okay. in the learning process. Yeah. Um, were you taught about like the punishments and stuff that you'll like people would have to go through for sexual harassment? Yeah, I mean it's in our it's in handbooks and plus, um, you know, it's in just about any kind of employee handbook. But it's there. Like, we all know it. Do, yeah. do we actually read it? I don't know. I mean, I do, but it's there. It's given to us. So, can you explain some of the punishments? Um, I think it just depends. They have a zero tolerance, but um, so you can be fired. You can be, depending on you know the severity of it, you can be um, kind of put on leave um, until an investigation is done. Or, uh, and you also could be in possible lawsuits and other legal actions against you. So, do you think that those punishments are effective? I want to say yes, but I'm also someone that's never been in that situation, but I also think no, because, I mean, you can lose your job and you can be sued, yet people still do it, so I'm going to say, yeah, they probably should be a little harsher. Yeah. Um, are there any other strategies you can think of that we could use to prevent sexual harassment in schools in the workplace? I think there needs to be more HR training. I think students need to be a little more, like, I'd be able to identify what it is mm -hmm. um, and how to handle it. And I think that, like, a lot of people who are in management, admin, boss, like, boss-style environments, they, I think they need to be more aware of any kind of, those, like, those issues mm -hmm. that happen. Not just ignore it and throw it off. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, have you witnessed something like that happen before? No, not really. Yeah. And then, um, as a society, do you think we've sort of normalized sexual harassment? Um, maybe before, but now I believe that we're moving toward a workplace that's kind of very limited to no sexual harassment. Um, I think the workplace is a lot different now than in previous decades. So, you know, you know, you hear stories about women, you know, working before and it wasn't uncommon to be sexually harassed. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing it less, I guess, with women being sexually harassed and now men are starting to be sexually harassed. So, um, I think you're seeing it less on the women's side because we're more, I think there's more punishments involved in that. Mm -hmm. So maybe before but not now I think we're kind of getting to the very limited so it's like improving you would say I think it's improving yeah I mean I think you're still gonna have people that do it yeah because I mean no matter what the punishment is some people are still just gonna do it yeah so you would say that you don't think there's a way to really like solve sexual harassment in schools and workplace I don't believe there is any way to solve it just because I mean there's rules and laws that we protect those victims but yet it still happens yeah. and now you're looking at 
um, people who have maybe identifying as different genders. I mean, so that's a whole different level of sexual harassment. Yeah. So I don't believe that there's really any way to solve it. I think that normalizing sexual harassment in the workplace is limiting, it is, but I think that it still happens, but just not as much as it used to. Yeah. I think people are starting to accept other people for who they are and what they are, but I still don't believe that there's a pro- that there's no way to solve it. Yeah. You can lose your job and get sued, and yet people still do it. Yeah. I'd agree 100%. So, uh, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Thank you. And that's it. Okay, so this is my second attempt at writing my reflection for my first interview because it got deleted, but. Um, I interviewed Amy Barnett to hear the perspective of a teacher when it comes to sexual harassment. I thought she could speak on the subject from the viewpoint of, like, sexual harassment in schools and the workplace more, and I had a lot of questions about how she felt the school did with dealing with sexual harassment. Did she feel like her employer did a sufficient job in preparing her for this kind of encounter and things like that? Um, as I was asking her these questions, I kept in mind things that I've personally gone through and things that my friends and classmates have also experienced. I think that these types of things happen a lot more than we care to admit, and it's just something that we should bring attention to. But Amy said something that I thought was pretty interesting, and she pointed out how men being sexually harassed has become more and more prevalent today and I hadn't really thought about that until um well I hadn't thought about doing more research about it until looking back at the interview after it already happened but after doing a little bit of research now I found that at least one in six men have been sexually abused or assaulted and I say at least because researchers believe that most statistics about men's experiences with sexual harassment are very underestimated, mostly due to the fact that males who have experienced these things are much less likely to open up about them than females. Um, As I previously stated, um, this was only briefly mentioned in my interview with Amy, but if I had been given the chance, I would go back and dig deeper into asking questions about it and doing more research before the interview um like why does she think that men's sexual harassment cases are rising and how can we bring attention to this in addition to women's cases without making it look like we're trying to take away from women's cases because they're both very important that like things that need to be spoken up about and We don't want to make one of them seem less important, or whatever you want to call it, than the other, if you know what I mean. And that's it.
Okay, it's Michaela, and do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm Hannah, and I'm a freedom fighter with Better Way, Better Way Designs. Okay, so what does the organization do? So Better Way, um, we're a company that is bent on dignity, so we help provide job opportunities for women that are coming out of the sex trafficking industry. And so they're able to get plugged in, and they're able to... Um, have a way to have income that's not uh, that's not involved in the sex trafficking industry. So what do you do for the organization? I am a freedom fighter and so mm-hmm. I um, do kind of the direct sales portion of it. So we as a company we pay for all of our items that we buy from artisans up front. And then what we do is we turn around and we sell them and we help to like host parties. And so basically it would be like a consultant for a direct sales company. But instead of that, we call ourselves freedom fighters because we really count our success by number of impact hours. So Mm -hmm. we like have a number of hours that's with each product. And so then we try to create hours of freedom for women and try to get that number up to, you know, take care of a woman's salary for a month or a year cool okay so how did you get started with (laughs) how did you get started with better way designs i got started because somebody one of my friends hosted a party Mm -hmm. and um they told us about the organization and and what they were doing and how they were helping these women and they kind of touched on how um, the company has has three different standards that they're held accountable to and certifications that they're held accountable to and um, was able to see the direct impact that our purchases were making mm-hmm. and so I was during COVID and there wasn't much else to do and that seemed like a really great way to get to help and to uh, just make a difference in the world and I think that sex trafficking is a really big issue and anything that we can do to kind of help get rid of it is is gonna be successful and so mm-hmm. I wanted to jump in and be a part of it okay cool so do you think sex trafficking has become a bigger problem more recently do you um, think it's like growing do you know what I mean I think that it potentially is uh, so there are approximately Uh, 20 million people stuck in modern-day slavery, and uh, a big majority of that is, uh, sorry, 40 million people that are stuck in modern-day slavery, and a big majority of that is sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. and so um, it is a really big issue, and it has a lot to do with poverty, so a lot of these people that are um, being targeted to to be brought into the sex trafficking industry, they are in impoverished areas, so wherever there is increased poverty, there's more increased risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why do you think it's such a growing issue? Like, does I, that make sense? Yeah, I think that it's it's a growing issue um, two ways. One, because people are getting away with it and they continue to get away with it. And so um, until, until we're able to help stomp it out from the economical side of helping these women escape on their own or... Um, law enforcement helps cracking down on this, then I think that we're going to continue to see it as an issue. But then also I think we're seeing it become bigger and more noticed because of organizations like Better Way Designs or um, 
uh, there's another company, A21, who's led by Christine Kane, who is really helping with this campaign of Can You See Me campaign, helping mm -hmm. you to identify where you might be seeing sex trafficking instead of just wondering about your day without being observant of what's going on around you. They're helping you to really focus in on the clues of how you can kind of see if a woman might be caught in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you think sex offenders or human traffickers should be punished? <laughs> <laughs> that is a big question. Yeah. So, um, I think like any other, like any other crime, we, you know, they, they have to face jail time. I, I anything outside of that, I really don't. I don't make that my call to, yeah. <laughs> to how they should be punished, but I think definitely they need to be serving some time, and I think along with that, I think, you know, counseling should be a part of that and helping to, to seek the issue. I think that we're all broken, mm -hmm. and so I think that them being caught in the sex industry, it came from somewhere, some sort of brokenness or some sort of um, root issue, and so I think counseling can help figure that out especially if they're serving time and they're trying you're trying to figure out what's going on and I think maybe that could be if that doesn't really sound like a punishment but jail yeah. time you know yeah <laughs> like get to the you're saying like get more to the root of the problem to try to solve it rather than just like throw them in jail and be done with it is yes. that what you mean kind of yeah okay um what do you think about laws that protect victims or like how do you think they should be better enforced or I don't know what do you think about that I think that's a really hard topic because I'm not quite sure what they're doing for these victims mm -hmm. um, and how they're fully protecting them and I think that one of the things that could be helpful is making that more public of helping us as individuals who are not caught in that you know us to know how they're being protected. Mm -hmm. I think one of the major things that we could do, maybe not protecting them, but helping them come out of it, is providing things for them, like helping to provide education for them. A lot of them don't have an education around the world. Um, you know, here in the U.S., they may have some sort of education before they're trafficked, but a majority of the world, more likely they're not going to. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, free counseling, healthcare, anything like that. So. Better Way Designs actually provides all of that mm -hmm. for the women that partner with them. So they get free childcare, um, they get free counseling, healthcare, um, they get uh, a retirement plan, their salaries, and, and they educate them, which is really big because they, we always say that we're, we're employing the unemployable because a lot of these women don't have any, any education. And so Better Way will actually take these women and train them how to do their skill. And I think that that needs to be more visible here and around the world yeah for sure okay well that's all my questions so thank you and that's it do you have anything else to say about no, it thanks okay. for interviewing me. okay great <laughs> So for my second interview, I met with Hannah Jurgensen. Hannah's a part of a company called Better Way Designs. In the interview, Hannah did a great job of expanding on what Better Way's foundation is, as well as why she believes in their cause. I really wanted to hear from Hannah because sexual harassment and sex trafficking are two different things, and she could speak about sex trafficking. While doing research on sexual harassment, I came across many alarming facts 
about sex trafficking that made me wonder more about this company that I had only briefly heard of before, such as how does Better Way Designs really help women get out of the world of sex trafficking? It was really interesting to me how Hannah explained that Better Way helps these women with the long term by giving them skills and employment. Like I said before, while doing research on sexual harassment, I came across statistics on sex trafficking and that's why it made me eager to interview Hannah. Just three of these statistics are one that globally roughly 50,000 people are trafficked in the US every year. Two, the average age for teenagers to be introduced to sex trade is 12 to 14 years of age. And three, it's estimated that internationally there's between four, 20 and 40 people stuck in modern day slavery. It's very important that we talk about these unspeakable things, and I think talking about companies such as Better Way Designs is the best way to bring this setback of society to people's attention. Sex trafficking is something people don't talk, la- talk about or like to even think about unless it's right in front of them. Better Way Designs brings up the opportunity to help people see the realness and the extent of sex trafficking. That is why I thought it was important to include Hannah in and her interview in this podcast. The original intent of this interview was to get more of the perspective of a perpetrator than a victim. To be completely honest, this interview did not at all go how I had planned. Part of me thinks I would redo this, and if I could, I would redirect pretty much all of my questions to get that more opposing perspective. However, I think it is crucial to spread the word about organizations and companies like this one and i think that is more important than getting that opposing viewpoint interview i do wish i had an interview within this podcast too that showed the mindset of a perpetrator but i don't want to change how this conversation played out regardless of if it was what i had planned or not i think it was very important that i included this information in my podcast because it shows how anyone can help a woman get out of modern day slavery and suffering and that's the bigger picture at the end of the day and that was my end goal was to bring attention to these topics in conclusion sexual harassment and human sex trafficking are both very difficult global issues to talk about and I'm thankful for this opportunity to have talked about them. There are however plenty of things I wish I would have done differently. Some of them include asking different questions and preparing myself better. Although this podcast is far from seamless, I hope you learned something because I know I did. Sexual harassment in schools in the workplace as well as human sex trafficking are obviously things that are not going to be solved overnight. However, we must all take an active part in putting an end to the normalization of these heinous things in our society today. Thank you.